The journey of a thousand miles begins with one step. Lao Tzu. Welcome, welcome all to my brand new podcast called Journey to the Mic, and I am your host, Mike Garcia. A brand new voiceover podcast where we talk about anything and everything that relates to voiceover. So whether you're a voice actor, a copywriter, a casting director, a producer, or whatever the case you are, the love of voiceover is all around us. Now, I've actually been contemplating about making this podcast for some time, aside from my other podcast, Outside of Comics Volume 2. And I really wanted to dive into the mindset of certain individuals, in addition to myself, on what is it about this job? What is it about this industry that just makes us want to keep going for it every single day, every hour, every minute, no matter where the case may be? And I thought, you know what? I can't do this alone. I don't want to do this alone. So you know me, I just sent out that bat signal and I asked a very good friend, a very, very awesome voice actress that you may know or you probably don't know or may not know. Well, who knows? <laughs> now, before I introduce her, let me tell you something about what she do. She is fantastic what she does, voicing things like Dell and Lowe's and Apple and SkinCeuticals and Infamil and Apple and so much stuff that goes on. But you know what? Let me not beat around the bush anymore. Let me introduce you, Miss Luca Pap. Luca, how are you doing today? Very good. Thank you so much for that really nice intro. <laughs> <laughs> well, you deserve it after everything of what we do. You know, we have to we have to boost each other up. We yeah. have to. It's at this point that we just have to at this, you know, at this stage of our careers. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, here you are. Here we are on the very first episode. I want to ask you why voiceover? What made you like how did how did you fall into this world? I mean, I really did fall into it because I, I was actually pursuing on camera. I went to acting conservatory and everything in New York City, two-year program. And it was during that program, they like introduced like little bits of things that were related, but like not really part of like the core curriculum. Mm -hmm. So they did like clown, like a just like a short, like four-week clown thing, like just like random things. And one of them was voiceover. And I was like, wow, this is really fun. <laughs> um, <laughs> I was terrible at it, of course. So are, are we all? <laughs> we're, yes. we're all from the very get-go. literally had not a clue what I was doing, but it was just like really fun. So I was like, this is awesome. The four weeks went by really quickly and I decided to keep taking classes outside of the school with the teacher who was teaching. Mm -hmm. um, and How long have you been doing it? I think that was 2016. So okay. I was taking classes with her pretty consistently for, I don't even know, like maybe a year, a year and a half with no real plan, which is like the weird part. Because <laughs> I know <laughs> so many people I talk to, they're like, you know, like I'm taking classes. I really want to do voiceover full time. And they ask me, I'm like, I don't know if I'm a good example because I like started it for fun. And like I did so long, like paying money for classes and I like didn't have a plan for it. Yeah. And finally, my coach was like, do you want to make a commercial demo? Like, what are we doing here? <laughs> And so I did my commercial demo, my animation demo, and then I like submitted to agencies. I got a couple agents and I was like kind of like doing auditions, but I was bartending full time, like, 
living in New York City, you know, I was working full time and going to school. So once I was free of school, I was like, wow, I can like actually live in New York City. It's really exciting. So much to do. So I like wasn't really focusing on it, but I was, you know, kind of getting in there a little bit. Mm -hmm. And it wasn't until I got laid off in 2020 that I was Uh, like, let's just put all this into action. And I think because I had that like foundation and that training, it just like took off immediately which I'm super thankful for. And it's just been like accelerating ever since. You know, it's very interesting because there seems to be a pattern going on with a lot of voice actors. Most of the time, what well, obviously voiceover has been around for very, very long. And you and I are part of Positively VoiceOver, the group and voice actors of New York City and all these amazing groups that New York City has to offer. But what I realized is the pandemic is when you're either getting into it or diving full blast into it. In other words, going full time, putting it your all, and basically there is no plan B. It's either all or nothing. Mm -hmm. And it's so interesting because in 2018, when I, no, I'm sorry, rewind that. I went to school in 2016 and how I got introduced in voiceover was I had to take an audio production class because I was studying film and television studies. So I'll never forget when I had to do a two-minute radio imaging, I immediately fell in love with it because I did a little bit of a voiceover right after. Mm -hmm. But then, you know how you tell people or they ask you, what do you do for a living? And you go, oh, I'm a voice artist. Go, what the hell does that mean? Yeah, "Yeah, I I do voiceover. Like, oh, well, can you do a voice? And and there's like, there are part of you, there's like, that dies always this is my voice it's the same cliche over and over it's insane yeah i mean i feel like i people just don't really know how big the voiceover universe is i certainly don't know before i got into it i mean i would think i don't even know if i knew that like voice actors did commercials necessarily even like i i guess i always thought like oh it's a celebrity or something or, you know, I'd hear an e-learning I'm, and I would just assume it's like an employee at the company or, you know, a telephone thing. I would think it's an employee. Like, I I just didn't know there was so much work out there that wasn't like it doesn't even have to be public facing. For the listeners, how much work would you say there are for voice actors like us? It's never ending. Uh, yeah. Every day I'm like, wow, I didn't know that existed. <laughs> you know, somebody in our group was talking about. Yeah, I I forget what it's called, but it's like the oh audio description, I think it's called. Yes. And I like I knew in some tiny part of my brain, like I was aware of it, but like I never thought of it as like part of voiceover. Like I'm still discovering things to this day. Was there ever any part of you that as a kid, because I know this happens to me, this happens to many others where, well, first of all, have you watched Toonami as a kid? You have, right? I don't know what that is. Oh, oh, no. Oh, wow. You're like, I'm not oh. friends with you anymore. <laughs> <laughs> no, 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 no. It's, um, okay, so you you watch cartoons. Yes. Yes. Was there ever a point where you thought that you were like the characters that you would watch? Like, you put yourself in the character's perspective, or you pretended to be that character? Not cartoons at all, but I would do that for, like, live-action movies, like Pirates of the Caribbean. Like, I was completely in love with it and my (laughs) siblings and I we literally had the entire movie memorized like we would each pick like three characters and we all slept in the same room we each Mm picked like three characters and just like went through the entire movie and that's kind of I would say 
kickstarted the desire to like become an actor? There's always that foundation of what we want to be from a very young age or even just recently, and it would shoehorn into what we do now. Yeah. Which character did he have one that you like a favorite cartoon character? I'm assuming cartoon because you brought up cartoon. <laughs> well, oh my goodness. There would be so much from Toonami, Dragon Ball Z, and Ruroni Kenshin, Tenshi Muyo. I could just name all the classics. Yu-Gi-Oh! recently in 2000. I could just name all the classics. But I would say recently, Batman and Spider-Man are my two favorites. And of course, that's my brand, being the comic book mm -hmm. guy. And rest in peace to Kevin Conroy. He was probably one of the biggest foundations of voiceover that I've ever been, you know, inspired by. Yeah. And after he died, it really lit a fire in me where, okay, if he could be remembered as being an amazing actor, a wonderful human being, and literally created something that revolutionized everything for everyone, why can't we do the same? Mm -hmm. So, man, I could just talk about this for hours in a way. <laughs> <laughs> now, now, let me ask you this. You said earlier that you did the work, you submitted to agents, and first of all, what would you say you specialize in? Which genres of voiceover would you specialize in? I'd say, like, top th three <laughs> categories come hard to... I would say commercial, corporate narration, and explainer right now okay are my, so, like top bookings so the main three of new york in a way yes yeah so the top three now how much of a surreal moment was it for you to submit to agents and then they said yes um, I'm, not, I'm not even at that level yet <laughs> wow i didn't know that um, not yet not yet you know it's that that old saying, it's a marathon, not a sprint. Apparently, yeah. that's so true for everything. I'm not yeah. at that. I'm not at that level yet of going into agents yet. But what about for you? I mean, first of all, I think it's smart that you're like picking the right time because it does matter. Like it always has. You, you have to be ready for it, you know. Absolutely. Um, but yeah, I mean, I was like thrilled. I thought that like I had made it. <laughs> I thought I don't have to work anymore and like I'm rich and famous now. But like no, it took me like a year to book my first job with them probably. I kept a year. like wow. Yeah. It's yeah. I mean I was booking consistently on like pay to plays, but it took like a minute to start booking with my agents because I got my agents beef in like I don't know, before the pandemic, before I went full time. So it's like I had these agents, but, you know, I wouldn't always make the deadline because I was working or, you know, whatever. And I always say, like, getting your audition as fast as possible with quality, of course, like, don't just like throw it in there. <laughs> One oh, of my I... coaches was like, if you don't do it well, it's just like, congratulations, you're the first person to be bad, <laughs> you know? <laughs> so oh, like, obviously no. make sure you submit a good audition, but like, as soon as you could get in there, it makes such a huge difference. And I think, honestly, that's part of why I was able to go full time in 2020 because I didn't have work and distractions and being out of the house. And I was able to just like literally sit in my booth, get an audition, record it, send it in. So in a way, your job was like a nine to five, even during the whole voiceover thing before you transitioned to full time, right? No, I was bartending, so it was a oh, lot bartending. of right, right, late right. nights, which meant I got up late, you know? Um, okay. Yeah, and, like, I think about it now, and I'm like, I 100% could have done voiceover during the day because I, you know, I'd start 
either like depending on my shift four to eight o'clock mm-hmm. and I would go till you know I don't know like 11 or 4 a.m. So it's like I absolutely had that time but I just didn't I guess I didn't have the strong enough desire at that moment um, gotcha. and I just okay. didn't I don't know I didn't have like a strong business foundation about it and like I think back to the booth I had it was not a booth. It was like <laughs> an empty closet with hardwood floors and walls. And it sounded terrible. And I'm shocked that I booked anything. I didn't even know like how to build a booth. So that came later. Yeah, a lot of people forget that what we do is a business. It's yeah. not just, you know, talking in front of a microphone and just reading a script. No, there's a business that's held with everything that we do, how do we market ourselves? How do we separate ourselves from everybody else? Why should this person choose me as opposed to everyone? You know, yeah. what makes what makes you and I different? It's it's things like that. Yeah, I was just talking to my sister. I just got photos done um, as I wrap up my new brand. And she was Ooh. kind of asking, like, why? Like, she was asking, like, why the photos were the way they were. And she was like, wouldn't you have like a mic or headphones or whatever? Like she just didn't really like get why I was doing the photos the way I was doing them. And I was like, there are so many like great voice actors. It's almost just like, how do you stand out as you and connect like somebody's scrolling through like 20 websites and they're all amazing. It's like, what about your website? like connects with them and it could be anything like there's no right or wrong really but just like making sure just like being authentic and Mm -hmm. presenting that on your website I think is really powerful and something it's taken me a while to do (laughs) now let's say hypothetically because I'm interested in this as well why a photo shoot why do you need to take multiple photos when you can just easily do it from your phone and then just put it up for people to see? Like, why go through the hassle of a photo shoot when really most people care about is the voice and maybe one headshot? I think quality matters. So, like, you could instantly tell whether it's a professional photo shoot or a phone photo, and that just helps present you more professionally. Um, But also I think it's valuable to have a photographer who cares as much as you do and who understands who understands the assignment Mm -hmm. um my photographer was amazing like we had a call we talked about like what I want to present you know like confident warm whatever list of adjectives and then she's able to come in like amaze me I picked the location and she hadn't seen it before and she could see like the curve of the ceiling here is really cool make an awesome photo and like I never would have thought of that like she has such a good eye to like make you look good but also achieve like what you're trying to present and that's just something I would not have been able to do by myself and I think it'll make a difference as I said when people are scrolling through it's like how do you even pick there's so many great voice actors like maybe somebody will connect to something in the photo or my brand you know it's just like one more tool to help set you apart absolutely um, other than your demos yeah. Huh. I guess I never thought about that way before. Now you're now you want me to find maybe I can talk to your photographer. And be like, yeah, <laughs> I'll give you her number. She's awesome. Uh, and it's just like a fun experience. You know, like they turn out so much different than the photos on my phone. 
I guess it's, I don't know, the lens, the lighting, I don't know. It's magic, but I highly recommend. Even if you're not an actor, it's just like do a photo shoot. It's so fun. Now, what would you say is the budget to have a professional photography, you know, photo shoot? Not what you paid, but in general, how much would you say someone, if they're invested in getting, you know what, I'm listening to these two, I want to get a photo shoot myself? I think it's like an impossible and there is no one answer like it differs by region like new york city is like insanely expensive of course um, but even here and like i moved to connecticut i reached out to some photographers and they were like more expensive than anything i ever paid in new york but it also depends are you getting headshots are you getting lifestyle shots how many looks are you getting how many locations does the photographer have to travel you're also going to pay for hair and makeup which i recommend even if you're good at makeup cuz i don't know like i had the makeup done she did like way lighter than what I'm wearing right now but it looks really good <laughs> on photos like they know what looks good on photos okay so okay I recommend that but I mean you could also look for TFP what is that trade for portfolio photographers who are kind of starting out or experimenting or expanding their portfolio and they'll do a trade with you so it will be free essentially and you get photos for yourself. They get photos to add to their website or whatever, their portfolio. So mm -hmm. there are free ways to do it. You know, like the quality might be a bit more of a risk. Like you don't really know what you're going to get. But I've right. done TFP and they came out fine. So, yeah, it could work. There's also photographers who just charge less or, you know, photographers who are more well-known or farther along in their journey. And mm -hmm. they'll charge more for their experience so i mean there's free ways to do it or you can pay for like well-known professional it's like a business like everything else really yeah yeah especially when especially when photographers they have their own rates and like you said they tell you okay here's the criteria here's what you need here's what i need can we work together it's about mm -hmm. that trust factor really yeah yeah i mean i ended up going with the one i went with because we got on the phone and we were like talking for an hour just about like random things. I was like, this person's awesome. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Yeah, I definitely need to get in touch with this person then. <laughs> yeah. So let's circle back a little bit. You mentioned everything that you've been through, especially when it came to voiceover. You transitioned completely in 2020. And now you are probably one of the well-known voice actors I've ever met. And your resume speaks for yourself. What would you say was the biggest regret that you've had? And I get it. I get it. I know some people would say, well, you know, we shouldn't have regrets because everything has their journey and we wouldn't be to where we were. Stop it. No, <laughs> everyone has one thing that they regret. What would, um, be, what, what would be yours? Your main thing? Honestly, I would say like, I mean, it's hard to say regret because it's like you don't know what you don't know. Like, I don't know, I needed a booth with that was like acoustically treated, you know, but like, I think back, I'm like, that is what stopped me from booking, you know, like, I was mm -hmm. as experienced and skilled as I am now, but like, that definitely did not help me at all. So right. I just think about like the time wasted auditioning mm -hmm. and like, clearly nobody's going to pick something that's like echoey and crappy sounding. Yes. So, I mean, I would just say join groups like voice actors of nyc or any voiceover groups with a good, good reputation 
and just like see what you don't know. Like I discovered so much when I joined that group, <laughs> business stuff, treating things acoustically, knowing my rates, like so much information that I just had no clue about. I was like, I have my agent, I have my mic, let's go. But it doesn't work like that. For me, from my perspective, it was paying a lot to go for classes and then having a demo at the end. Yeah. Because you know those times, and I get it, I get it. Every, obviously we're not going to name names. And he helped me in a way get to where I am right now. But thinking about it now, I should have paid just to have the classes, mm -hmm. just to perfect my technique and trained as much as I could and not promise a demo right after. Because I knew I wasn't ready. Yeah. Because it's, it's at this point in any single one of our careers where you want to spend so much money because you want the quality, the top, top quality demo. And of course, word of mouth. They yeah. say, oh, my God, this person is the best demo producer that they have or, or he or she is one of the top five, top ten. But all of that doesn't mean anything if you cannot get your technique on point. Yeah. And that's the other important part about a community is being able to see if anybody else took that class or knows about that class, the one with the demo at the end, because they'll be able to tell you, like, that's not the way, not the recommended way to go, you know, because you're probably not going to be ready after that line of classes. And it's kind of terrible to be, like, locked into that timeline, because if you're going to, like, demos are not cheap. They are so not. if you're no. going to be paying for them, like, you better be ready you better be able to reproduce that quality in your auditions. I mean, nothing is worse than hearing an awesome demo and then getting an audition with like no sound treatment, no, you know, like you have to be able to reproduce it without the demo producer coaching you through every read. Yes. The producer has to hear you on the demo. They have yeah. to hear you. And yeah. not just rely on, oh, well, if the compression is a little bit here and maybe they increase the gain. No, they have to hear you. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that's a tough one. I think the only reason I avoided that one is because <laughs> there's so many like similar, like not scam, but like crappy deals in the acting world and like the on-camera world. And I had like navigated my way through that. So I was kind of weary of the same business models and voiceover mm -hmm. so luckily i escaped that one and let me reiterate am i for the listeners do i hate like working with this individual and i got my demo right away no because i learned a lot especially from the weeks and months that i had in training with this individual i'm just saying looking back i could have waited more yeah. Instead, I was like super, super anxious to just get out there. All right, I have it. Let's go. It doesn't work that way. Yeah. And I mean, I relate because I'm the kind of person who throws money at their problems. <laughs> I have to like really <laughs> be conscious of it, arena in and be like, no, close the wallet. And we forget because, yes, a lot of things can be solved with money. Getting a yeah. professional booth, getting, you know, classes and coaches and things like that. But at the end of the day. We have to invest time in ourselves to make sure that we can, again, it's all about technique. Mm -hmm. Our training goes so much longer than anything else, really. Yeah. Like and, and, you'd be, and you'd be surprised of how much we learn. And of course, 
you know, there are a lot of similarities, like you said, with corporate narration and e-learning and explainers. They're all cousins. How do you dif differentiate which is which? Mm -hmm. Can you make sure that you provide the same take in one and provide a different take in the other thing? Yeah. So it all goes hand in hand. Mm -hmm. But let me ask you this. With all of your accomplishments that's been going on so far, what would you say are your main goals for this year? 2023. Um... I am coaching in promo, which I'm really excited about. It's something right. I've been wanting to get into for a while. And I finally started last November, I think. Mm -hmm. So there will be a demo at the end, but there's no specific timeline. <laughs> <laughs> right. No timeline My coach whatsoever. is very clear. He's like, when you're ready, I'll let you know. So, I mean, that's one of my biggest goals. I am also redoing my commercial demo. Um, oh, me too. Yes. Oh, really? Yes, me too. Absolutely. When are you doing yours? I would say within the next couple of months. I would say right before, either right before or when spring hits. Nice. Mm -hmm. I have mine coming March 1st. I was hoping to get it done before I go to Florida to Universal, but Ooh. I like did not reach out soon enough. <laughs> I was a little too <laughs> ambitious. So we'll do that when I get back. Um, but I'm excited for that. When are you going to Universal? February 14th. Valentine's Day. Yeah. <laughs> what? All right. It was very, a very, very, ro <laughs> very romantic setting. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Wow. Well, congratulations to you both. Thank you. All right. Okay. <laughs> and be my uh, first time. Your first time to Universal. Mm-hmm. Oh, excited wow. For Harry Potter World. It it's the best. Yeah. I, I've been there once and I really want to go back. I've heard amazing Absolutely. things. I want the butterbeer. Yes. <laughs> That's like, I'm going to go straight for the butterbeer. That's what I'm most excited about. <laughs> My girlfriend's a huge Harry Potter fan. And what? we went to the Broadway show of Harry Potter and the Cursed Child. Mm -hmm. And that? she was blown away. I, I loved it too. Gone. I still haven't gone. I don't know why. Like I was living in New York when it opened, I think. Unless I have my facts like totally wrong. Do it. Um, do, it, yeah, do, it. it do it. Do it. Do <laughs> it. <laughs> well, I really, really wish you all the best, especially to go and travel safely. And we're almost out of time. Oh, my goodness. This thing happens just so by quick. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so, Luca, let me ask you this. What would you say is the biggest lesson that you want listeners to have? Probably that it doesn't happen overnight. Like you see so many get quick rich or get rich quick. I said that too quickly. Um, <laughs> <laughs> it's all good. <laughs> uh, it's not that, you know, you need, I, I would say time is one of the biggest things that sets successful voice actors apart. Like they stick with it. It's not always easy. Like even... I don't know. Like yesterday, I was like, why do I suck at voiceover? <laughs> <laughs> like, it's not easy. There will be hard days. There will be lulls, dry spells. And uh, it just like takes a while. It's a, it's a new skill. It's a new industry. And I think it's like the pros make it sound so easy. It's like, wow, I just like talk like myself into the mic. But there's so much more than that. And yes. You just have to give yourself time to learn and explore, figure out the things you don't even know you don't know and just stick with it. Like, don't give up. Don't give up. That's right. And you heard Unless it from you here, folks. Like, nah, don't do it. <laughs> don't do it. 
it's that it's that fear. No, no, no. It's true. It's that fear that we have as voice actors. And I've said it before and I'll say it again, even though it's the first episode. I've said it. I said that the fear of all the time, effort, energy, money, training, that it'll all be for nothing. That's yeah. the biggest fear that we have. Yeah, that's real. And you heard it here from Luca. You're going to hear it from me. Don't give up. Do what you do. And if you... If you want it badly, you'll go for it. The sacrifices yeah. will be made and you're going to hate yourself. You're going to hate what you're doing. But there is that light at the end of the tunnel. Definitely. There is. And don't be afraid. If you need a break, like take a break. Take a break. If you're don't doing a burnout and desperate, it's not going to work. No. Like, yeah. Take a mental mental health is everything. Yeah. How would people get in touch with you if they want to get in touch with you? If they want to learn more about the extraordinary Luca Pap? <laughs> you could go to my website, lucapap.com. Or if you would like to see like one post a year, you can go to my Instagram. <laughs> I that's, think that's it's I am Luca wait, Pap. Wait, wait, I don't that... even know. <laughs> <laughs> one post a year. Oh, no. You gotta do that is another media. goal. That is there another goal. Yeah. <laughs> I am yeah. planning to like be more active, but I do hang out. I do lurk the most on Instagram. <laughs> mm-hmm. I've learned so much from marketing as it is. And trust me, there's so much that goes into it, especially with social media. Yeah, it's just hard. Like I overthink everything. I just need to like I need to get that app where you can like plan it out on a Sunday night and just like let it go. I think I mean, I think I may know something. Yeah. Hootsuite. I think Hootsuite. Yeah. But, you know, is it worth paying that price when you can just go one after another after another? Yeah. yeah, I need to get like, I need to write it down and then I don't even have to think about it and I don't have to pay for the app. <laughs> and I just go on, <laughs> plan it out, pen and paper, old fashioned. Oh, the old fashioned way. That's right. It's yeah. the best way, it's the best way to do it. Write it yeah. down, cross it out when you're done. Even if you write the same thing over and over and over. I have, I literally have a binder. A binder. Oh, my goodness. A binder, a mini binder where I'm writing literally the same thing every day because I try to make it into a habit. And it actually mm -hmm. works. I'll have to try that. It works tremendously. It's very satisfying to cross things out. <laughs> <laughs> Luca, thank you so much for being on this podcast, for being on the first podcast of Journey to the Mic. Hey! Thank you so much. I'm honored to be the first <laughs> interviewee. <laughs> And listeners, if you want to get in touch with us, if you have any questions for us, you've heard it here. You can go on Luca at LucaPap.com, right? I said that correctly? Mm -hmm. Yes. Yep. You can email that. Or no, wait, sorry. Email... Just LucaPap. Yes. Sorry. Wow. It's nine o'clock. I'm talking. <laughs> <laughs> Luca at LucaPap.com. Yes. Right? Yes. And you can hit me up, Mike at VoiceOfGarcia.com. You can reach us on our emails or just look us up. Look us up on Google and you'll see that we do whatever we can to get the job done because the journey is just beginning.